sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. Get him a body bag, Johnny! Yeah! I'm your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I am doing great. So it has been a good week here at Sweep the Lake Podcast. And the reason why I say that is, is the Facebook page is getting more fans. And I am ecstatic. When I left the last episode last week, which is Masters of the Universe, I had 13 fans. Now I am at 17 fans. And it is awesome. I can't thank you guys enough for... Uh, liking the page it's been excellent and there's a couple of cool things that I'm going to be doing um, first thing I'm going to be doing is uh, two contests and the reason why I'm going to do a contest is is uh, number one uh, contests are cool number two it's always fun to win free stuff number three I want my page and my podcast to be reached out to more people so what I've decided to do is, and just for those of you who don't know, on Facebook, when you have a page that's not your own page, you know, kind of like, in my case, a podcast page, or let's say you had a music page, a movie page, whatever, you are not allowed to change your address. You know, an example would be facebook.com slash podcast. Instead, you're given this generic address like facebook.com slash and then a bunch of numbers and letters and then finally you get sweep to podcast well the secret is is that you have to have 20 fans and when you have 20 fans then you get to change your username which obviously would be facebook.com slash sweep podcast a lot easier to find you can just give somebody the address it's super excellent so my first contest i'm going to be doing is is if everybody can go who is not currently like the Facebook page of Sweep Delay Podcast, and I have at least 30 subscribers and I only have 17 likes, so I know there's people out there who haven't done it yet. If you can go to on Facebook, type in Sweep Delay Podcast, and you click on like, when we get to 20, and I can change my username, what I am going to do is the first 20 people that have liked the page, obviously the ones that have already liked the page are included in this contest, I will randomly pick one person out of the 20 and I am going to send you a DVD. And I have a couple DVDs. Um, I have two that are brand new, shrink-wrapped, and I have a couple other ones. So I will, next episode, I'll go ahead and get into what DVDs those are. And what my second contest is going to be is I currently have six uh, iTunes reviews. And those are a little bit harder to come by. But even just the simple, hey, you know, I really dig the show or, hey, I don't dig the show, you know, whatever honest opinion you have. Once I get to 10, then we're going to do something really cool, which is going to be cool for you and could be crappy for me. And what that is, is once I get the 10 reviews on iTunes, I, on the Facebook page, I'm going to throw out a poll to you guys. I'm going to pick a whole bunch of movie series. Everything from um, Lethal Weapon, the Star Wars, to Lord of the Rings, whatever I can think of. And there's numerous movie series. And I'll give it like a month and after the month is over, the movie series that has the highest um, reviews, or I should say the one that wants me to pick that one, I will go ahead and review that whole entire series. And that may not be, you know, be like, ah, it's kind of a dumb contest, Mike, but... You know, if you guys pick a movie series, for example, Lord of the Rings, I've never seen Lord of the Rings before. Star Trek, I said I would never watch those movies. I did consider watching the new remade version, which I don't have a problem with that. 
but if you know you guys pick you know if that's the most votes then I will do that whole entire series so I think it'll be a pretty cool contest um, I'm looking forward to it you know it gives you guys a chance to torture me if you if you want like hey this movie series this is one that would be awesome for you to try out you know that kind of thing so anyways those are my two contests I got going on hopefully you guys dig it um, now keep in mind I'm a man who has kids to feed so in regards to the DVD contest you know if you don't like the movies that I have hey I'll throw in a five buck movie from Walmart in the Walmart bin and we'll call it a day hey free stuff is free stuff and it's just it's a fun cool way of you know getting people in on a contest and it's been really really cool the people that have joined recently um, and the Facebook page is getting really interactive you know I'm posting some topics out there getting some people all to respond it's been excellent so that is what I wanted to talk about were my two contests just in case you didn't know uh, I am on Twitter if you just type in um, not sweep the lake because it's too long of an address just type in s for sweep T for the and L for lake so STL podcast in Twitter go ahead and follow me and if you follow me I will follow you that's how it works so if you didn't know I was on Twitter and, and I do post stuff on Twitter that I don't actually post on the Facebook page so please go ahead and check me out on Twitter that would be awesome uh, email address if you didn't know already um, you can go ahead and send in your thoughts on the show on movies I've talked about movies you want to hear you can go to sweep delay podcast at yahoo.com that is the website address so um, those are just a couple things that I wanted to talk about and uh, before I go ahead and get into the movie review of the week which is Bloodsport let's go ahead and get into some movie and music news So this week in movie and music news, and if you didn't know already on the Facebook page, I went ahead and posted the first pictures of Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Now it's kind of generic, um, it kind of gives you a rough idea of what she's going to look like, and uh, you know, not too bad, so far so good, but as people were saying on the Facebook page, can't really give an honest opinion until you know we see a trailer, see her in action, you know, it could just be a random paparazzi photo. I got it in off a you know, movie website, so I'm not really sure exactly if it's directly from the movie itself, but it does, if that's actually how she's supposed to look in the movie, I'm not complaining, so I've seen worse, I've seen better, not too bad. Alright, so, other news that I found this week, I was really, really excited for Shark Night. You know, I am a sucker for shark movies, I love them, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I really dug Deep Blue Sea. You know, of course, it had its problems, but it was a super fun flick. Now, Shark Night, I um, saw the previews a while ago. I've been super pumped for it. Then I find out it's going to be rated PG-13. I'm like, seriously? A shark movie PG-13? Now, at first, I was mad because I'm like, you're not going to see any deaths. You know, it's going to be lame. But then again, Jaws was PG. So, hey. You know, it could possibly be good, but usually horror movies that are PG-13, usually 9 times out of 10 suck. Pretty hard to find a horror movie that's good at PG-13. There are those exceptions out there, and I'm just hoping that Shark Knight, I'm just hoping that it, it doesn't suck. So, but what are you going to do? 
Uh, other interesting news this week um, in regards to music news. If you are a fan of American Idol, I know there's a lot of people that are not, but I do know some of my listeners are actually fans of American Idol. J-Lo has confirmed that she is actually coming back to American Idol. It was up in the air, uh, up in, the air in regards to if she was coming back or not, but all judges are officially coming back, and I'm really excited. Last year was definitely the best year I'd ever watched. It was the most fun. I had a really good time with it because at the prior year, I just said, I'm done with this crap. It was horrible. But finally, skin and Zach together, and having J-Lo and Steven Tyler on has been excellent. So I am... I'm very excited that she's coming back. Um, The original American Idol, Kelly Clarkson, if you did not know, her album title is going to be called Stronger. That's coming your way October 25th. So, in regards to a couple more movie news, it's more of an announcement, really. Uh, I am pretty excited because I actually am going to see Fright Night. Now, the original Fright Night is still my favorite vampire movie to this day. And I know there's been hundreds of vampire movies that have come out since then. But you know, I really dig the old school stuff. At least, you know, the old school stuff I grew up on. You know, not like the 30s and 40s, that kind of thing. I'm not talking about that old school. Just, I grew up on Fright Night. I grew up on Silver Bullet. So those two have kind of remained my staples in regards to uh, my favorites, what I compare movies to. But uh, the remake, I I think most of, almost 99.5% of every remake that's come out has been total garbage, sucks. But I have high hopes for Fright Night. Um, the funny thing is, is that my wife, it's our anniversary tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited, but we were going to go see a movie on our anniversary, but Fright Night wasn't coming out until the day after, Friday. And we, my wife actually suggested we go see it on Saturday. I said, are you sure you want to go see a horror movie in the theater? You know, we're not going to be at home, you know, where you can be scared. It's actually in the theater. So my wife's excited for it. I'm super pumped. So here's the deal. Next week, uh, not only are you going to get your regular review, but you're also going to get a special bonus Fright Night review. Now, I'm going to be reviewing the original Fright Night. Uh, not spending a whole lot of time on it, just, you know, the high level, what's great about it, what sucks, and then get into the review of the new Fright Night. Now, it will be spoiler free for the first section, so I'm going to basically compare and tell you uh, how it matches up with the original, how it's different, what I liked about it, what I didn't like, and then after the first segment is done, I will get into the spoilers. So that way you can still find out if I like Fright Night, if you should go check it out, and then if you want to hear the spoilers, you can stick around and check that out. So that is coming your way. I'm seeing the movie tomorrow, but it, the review won't be coming to you until about Wednesday, along with the regular episode will come a little bit later within the week. Uh, so that is something I'm pretty pumped about. Otherwise, in movie news, nothing much has happened. Uh, my boy Dwayne, he posted a picture being out in the desert, 110 degrees. He was filming G.I. Joe 2. Uh, pretty pumped that Bruce Willis is joining. I think I mentioned that before. That's pretty good times. So, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, Final Destination 5, I haven't seen yet. I've heard good things. So hopefully uh, that will be fun. But that's probably going to be a DVD for me. So outside of that, that's really all I have for movie and music news this week. Let's get into my review of Bloodsport.
Alright guys, so I am going to be obviously reviewing Bloodsport this week. Now, uh, here's kind of the thing what's going to be going on in the next couple weeks. I decided that I wanted to talk some of my favorite action heroes. Uh, you know, Van Damme, Steven Seagal, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis. You know, just kind of go down the list. Uh, now, I'm not going to obviously review all their movies. What I'm going to do is pick an actor. And I'm going to pick my favorite movie from that actor. And then I'm going to move on. Um, at this point, I'm kind of doing the action stars. And then after that, I'll move on to something else. So, And the cool thing is is that I'm going to be picking movies that what you wouldn't think would be a normal person's favorite. You know what I mean? Like for Arnold Schwarzenegger, most people would say like Terminator 2. You know, My pick, you're going to be like, well, it's a good movie, but I wouldn't have thought that that would be your favorite you know kind of like bruce willis he's made so many movies but when i tell you what my pick is for bruce willis you're gonna be like that's a good movie but i can't believe that's your favorite you know that's that's kind of how i want to twist things up now van damme uh, i really really enjoy time cop you know on show me the winston episode 40 you know we all talked about we were talking about time travel movies i mentioned how i really dig time cop it's one of my favorite time travel movies and now i did say it's van damme's best movie even though it's his best movie, uh, Bloodsport is actually the movie that I actually like a little bit better. And there's various reasons why. Um, now, Time Cop, you know, it's definitely like Blood Bloodsport and Time Cop go hand in hand. They kind of slap each other in the face to me in regards to which one overpowers the other. But Bloodsport has kind of always had a staple in my life. And now there's certain parts of this movie that are atrocious and then there's other parts that are real gem real excellent stuff so I'm gonna you know and this is a fighting movie so you obviously can't get too much into depth on this movie so I'm just gonna kinda go you know what's great about it what sucks uh, what why you should check it out that kinda thing you know my overall review now Basically, this is a 1988 martial arts film. Now, this isn't Van Damme's first movie. Uh, really, uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, really hard movie to find. He actually plays a Russian. He only says one line in the whole movie. That was done before this. Bloodsport is really the movie that uh, is kind of got his career going you know like steven seagal above the law was his very first movie but hard to kill is kind of the movie that uh got him noticed like oh yeah this guy's pretty cool same thing for van damme now in van damme's earlier career he made a lot of you know i guess you could say i wouldn't say they were excellent movies but they were if not decent they were really good you know we have blood sport i really enjoyed kickboxer cyborg i never actually saw cyborg but i saw bits and pieces of it um there was death warrant that was really good lionheart was pretty good um Universal Soldier was excellent. I really, really enjoyed it. Universal Soldier. I didn't see any of the sequels to that. I know even recently, uh, straight to DVD, he made a movie with you know another sequel with Dolph Lundgren. But uh, later on, that's when he started going. You know, it was kind of after Time Cop. Time Cop was kind of like the peak, and then at that point. He started going downhill. Now you don't really see him too much. I mean, Steven Seagal, one, at least five or six movies a year, he busts out on DVDs. So that guy's still making movies. Yeah, Steven Seagal may be fat, but Van Damme really hasn't made too many movies recently. Uh, one fun thing I always loved watching Van Damme on was Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall was always my favorite talk time, my favorite late night talk show host. He was excellent and Van Damme and him really had a good relationship their jokes were always fun to listen to they had a really good rapport and Arsenio Hall really pumped up his movies now I think my biggest reason of why I like Bloodsport so much is the fact of it's based on a true story it's based on a real guy named Frank Dukes and the basic thing that you need to know is that Frank Dukes uh, he was trained from his youth in the ways of the ninjutsu by a Japanese master. Uh, his name was Tanaka. And he's going to fight in the Kumite. And the reason he's fighting is basically to honor his mentor out of gratitude and respect for having been allowed the training uh, in place of basically Tanaka's son. Uh, he, he unfortunately died and 
it was always passed to father and son to teach the fighting style. But they don't actually get into why he died, but he was he was a teenager and Frank Dukes convinces him to train him to the full extent. And he's like, You're not Japanese, you are not a Tanaka, I can't do that. He's like I, I am ready for it, you know, I want to do it to honor you. And basically Duke leaves for Hong Kong to participate in the Kumite. Now the Kumite is basically an illegal, it's underground freestyle, single elimination, and it's occasionally a deadly full contact martial arts tournament. And only the world's best martial artists are basically invited. Now this takes place every five years. That's basically the plot of the film. You know, as I said before, it's a fighting movie. You know, you're not watching this movie to to see to see any Oscar performances. I mean, fighting movies are kind of like horror movies. You know what to expect when you go watch a horror movie. You know the basic plot line you're going to get. You know it's pretty simple, but it's there to have fun. You know, Bloodsport has a lot of fighting in it, but the what really sets this movie apart from other fighting movies is the fact of this is based on a true story. Now, how much of this movie is really everything that happened is up for debate. But considering the fact that Frank Dukes helped with this movie, he's actually the personal trainer of Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think he had a lot of input on this film, and I think he really gave a real perspective. And I don't know if his records have been broken, but he has, you know, he was in the Kumite for about five years. He did over 326 matches, and he had he broke like five records. Uh, fastest knockout was like 3.2 seconds. Fastest punches, 0.26 seconds. I mean, he had these ridiculous amount of records, and they do show the records at the end of the film, which unfortunately I didn't write it down. But Frank Dukes, he is definitely somebody that. You almost think of him when you watch this movie like he's some superhero, but it's the fact of his trainer. You know, his trainer is kind of like Mr. Miyagi, but without a soul, if that makes sense. He doesn't have the compassion of Mr. Miyagi. He's just a straight killing force trainer, and obviously his passion comes out later on, um, which I'll get into in a little bit, but Tanaka is a very, very, you know, you could see why Frank Dukes is so awesome. Now, let me just set this up from the beginning. You know, real high level. Uh, movie basically starts off. They show you preparation of the Kumite. They show you the various fighters that are preparing. You actually see a guy who's kind of trained like, almost looks like he's a monkey jumping on trees. Uh, you see guys breaking ice blocks and boards. Uh, you get introduced to one of my favorite characters, Ray uh, Jackson. Uh, he's played by Donald Gibb. Now, you're probably going to know Donald Gibb from Revenge of the Nerds. He played Ogre. I actually enjoy him a lot in this film. He's basically the best friend to Frank Dukes. And when you finally see Jean-Claude Van Damme for the first time, he's working out, beating up the bag. He's told he's got to see his commanding officer. He knows that he's got to get to the Kumite, and that's when he basically escapes. And he goes to see his sensei. And it almost seems like the, his sensei is on his deathbed. They don't really get into it too much. They just say that he's sick. He looks like he's on his deathbed. And unlike normal montages where you get to see the training and everything, this montage takes place in a memory where while he's waiting for, while his wife is going to talk to his sensei to let him know he's here, he's looking at a samurai sword. And the samurai sword is the first time he met his sensei. He was, his friends were trying to steal it. They, you know, they came home, his friends took off and Frank put the sword back and that's when uh, he got beat up by um, by Tanaka's son and uh, you basically spend the next 15 minutes seeing the whole history of the training and what happens not really what happens to his son but you see his son die how he convinced him you see it, the training methods and uh, you know Tanaka is uh, kind of like Mr. Miyagi you know but without a soul you know, I don't. I don't probably mentioned that before, but that's really the impression you get. Real good training segment, like I said, it all taking place in the on a memory, you know, through his memory. Uh, but it's just a good way for the audience to see the history of Frank Dukes. And after he sees Tanaka, and basically says, "I want to honor you, Shidoshi," 
you know, and, you know, Sadoshi's like, you sure you want to do this? Because basically people can die at these things. He's like, you know, honoring you is all that matters to me. And that's when you get, uh, that's when you're going to get set up for basically the fight that's going to start soon. And when Frank and, uh, and Jackson meet, it's kind of real funny. Jackson's playing this old school karate kung fu video game. And that's when Frank's like, you know, he wants some competition and they fight. He beats him in the video game. And just right off the bat, they hit it off and become good friends. Now, the scene that I really enjoy is when Frank is first going to the Kumite. Surprisingly, this guy named Mr. Lee just shows up, knows who they are, and is introducing them to how things are. You know, the place they're at, the location, the people, what to look out for, don't say anything, don't talk to the press. You know, basically the rules for the audience to know what's the rules of the story. And what I really enjoy is the where he has to prove himself. Because when they find out that Tanaka is his trainer, he goes, you don't look Japanese. And he goes, if you're really trained by Tanaka, I want you to do the death touch. And that's when all the... The fighters just kind of stop what they're doing and watch watch him in action. And he's basically taking a brick. There's three bricks. And he has to break the brick with the palm of his hand, but he has to bust the bottom. Not the top, not the middle, but the bottom. Now keep in mind, this was a normal, any other action flick, you'd be like, okay, that's just for the movie. But this is based on a true story. So that means Frank Dukes actually did this. How did he do it? They don't tell you. He was just trained to do it. It's flipping awesome. And you also get introduced to Chun Li. Now Chun Li is basically the the winner of the Kumite every year. He's the guy that has the records broken. He's the one that you have to look out for. And when we you know when we get rolling in the Kumite, we get the excellent song which I played earlier for you the Stan Bush song Fight to Survive now interesting trivia on the soundtrack uh, the Bloodsport soundtrack score uh, is composed by Paul Herzog and he also composed Jean-Claude Van Damme's other movie Kickboxer Kickboxer is kind of like Bloodsport but a little bit different now uh, the, his score was only issued on CD a few times uh, due to the rarity I mean, this CD can go for like 150, 200 bucks on eBay or Amazon, and the movie score contained, you know, the Fight to Survive song, but in the movie they're performed by Stan Bush, but the songs that were originally on the soundtrack, they're actually sung by somebody else. They're sung by like this Paul Delph guy, and you nobody could ever get their hands on the Stan Bush song, A Fight to Survive. And there's actually two versions of Fight to Survive. There's the the smaller version, I should say the shorter version, which is what you hear in the movie. It's like uh, only like less than two minutes. And then you get the full length version, which is uh, still not even three minutes. It's just like a little bit longer. You get like an extra bridge and the chorus again. Uh, so it's really cool to finally, you know, one thing I love about being, you know, in my 30s is I get to get all the stuff I always wanted as a kid. You know, I can go on eBay and I could buy all the Knight Rider stuff I never got as a kid or the the crap that I had as a kid but got ruined or lost or a friend stole, all that stuff. You know, you can buy all your it's it's like buying your childhood back. You know, and certain songs I could never find anywhere. And this was one of them. I always loved this song and this song is what really helped me fall in love with the movie Bloodsport. And the song obviously is written for this movie. It's just when you hear it you get pumped up, it's good time. So they only play the song they play the song twice. They play it once during the fighting montage where you start really seeing the Kumite fires and then they play it at the end of the movie. So that is an excellent, excellent song. Um excellent song. So uh a couple another cool scene that I really enjoy is the Jackson and Frank scene where he's gotta take a coin. And he basically, Frank meets this reporter, and her name's Janice. And there's these guys in the bar that are hassling her and basically saying, no, I'm going to take you up to, your, to my room, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's when Frank says, you know what? He goes, 
if we fight here, we get kicked out of the Kumite. You know, it's not worth it fighting over this girl. I'll make a bet. If I can take this coin that's in your hand, and when I say go, once you close your hand, if I don't have the coin, then you get the girl. So you're like, okay, how can he possibly grab the coin out of the guy's hand within a matter of like a half a second? And the girl's like, there's no way. And he just says, trust me, winks at her. Not only does Frank take the coin out of the dude's hand, but he also puts another coin in the guy's hand. Flipping awesome. Again, true story. So obviously he did it. Good times. At least you, I at least want to believe it really happened. So, And uh, Jackson, like I said, he's good times. When you see him fight, uh, he's just kind of the brutal, the brutal fighter. Just, you know... One punch, one one kick, and you're down. You know, he's just kind of this. He's kind of like a street fighter almost. That's kind of his style. Versus Frank, he's very, uh, you know, agile. He's barely got to move, and uh, moves just a little bit, and he can knock you out. You know, again, he's super fast. So the thing that really pisses Chun Li off is Frank's first fight. He breaks a world record. He Chun Li previously, when he fought, knocked out this dude in 12 seconds. Frank gets up. Takes the guy out in 12 seconds. Uh, sorry, Chun Li did in 12 seconds. Frank does it in 10 seconds. And you know, Jackson's first comment is, you know, he effing broke a world record on his first fight. Absolutely hilarious. Now, of course, the scene itself takes longer than 10 seconds. It really takes about 30 seconds. But you know, that's just being nitpicky. Uh, that's that's a really good scene as well when he breaks the record. Now, um. When Jackson takes out the cops, because the cops do actually locate where Frank is at in the hotel, and you know they're going to shoot him with that couple thousand volts of electricity, and Jackson tackles the guy so Frank can get away. Really good, good time, good scene. Um, the fighting again, as I said, pretty tame. Um, I mean, there's a lot of blood. But the gross stuff doesn't really happen until halfway through the movie where you see Chun-Li break a dude's shin right in half. I mean, the bone comes right out of his leg. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, and later later on, after this movie was made, there was a movie called Shoot Fighter, which actually starred Johnny from Karate Kid and uh, Grease from Karate Kid. And that was basically taken the real nasty stuff of blood sport and making it a full blown like gore fest you know like bones break in and just real horrible i mean blood sport was really respectful i should say in how they did the violence you know you see a couple broken noses here or that but it was done in the camera work was done in a certain way where everything looked respectful and when someone actually got their leg broken it was real it really hit you now this there's actually a scene that starts the whole Van Damme, you know, Arnold's famous for saying, I'll be back. Van Damme's famous for showing his butt. And, you know, he's always said that on Arsenio Hall that, you know, I'm very proud of my body. And when I want to get when I get older, I, I want to be able to look back and say, look how good my body was. You know, you can make your body look that good, too. So when he's actually when he sleeps with the reporter, you know you get to you get to see his butt. And in future movies going forward, you always got to see the dude's butt. So that's just kind of where the, it started was in this movie. Um, overall, I mean the movie is kind of as I said, um, it's a fighting movie, so there's a lot of martial arts. When the big climax, though, or I shouldn't say climax, where the story starts to turn and get real crazy is when Jackson has to go up against Chun-Li and keep in mind that you know Chun-Li the only thing he wants to do is to you know wants to take Frank out because any other guy that Chun-Li's fought has pretty much either had a broken leg or nose or been knocked out so the biggest thing is when Jackson gets a few hits in he's being all cocky saying look I did it and Chun-Li gets mad takes him out and Frank actually warns him hit him in the stomach that's where he's weak stay away from his right leg but Frank or, or Jackson unfortunately is too prideful doesn't listen to what Frank has to say and he gets taken out now he doesn't die he basically gets his head stomped on by Chun-Li and any normal person or any regular fighter 
that happened you would die but earlier in the film they show you that he has a really strong head because he would take a brick and just break it over his head and give it to the judges and as Frank said he goes thank God you have a hard head and they show him in the hospital he's on you know he's not really he's kind of I wouldn't say unconscious, but you know his eyes roll up in the back of his head, but yet he could understand what Frank's saying to him, but he just can't really respond. And that's when Frank, he's the next day is the the big fight between him and Chun Li. It's only those two left, but because of what happened to Jackson, his head's not in the game, and that's when Mr. Lee is trying to tell him, "You have a shot to win the Kumite, but you need to get your mind back on track. You need to." not worry about taking revenge you need to just get things in order so you know you get a really good I guess you could say another montage of him just being by himself getting things in order and that's when you get to the last I don't know 20 minutes of the film where you get the last final fight and at this point that's where the cops have found him and said we're taking you back no matter what but of course Frank finds a way to disable them and tells them, I will come with you tomorrow. I'll meet you at the airport. I need to do this fight. And the cool thing is, is the cops actually go and watch him and are there for support along with his girlfriend, the reporter. She's there as well. And the fight probably lasts about a good 20 minutes. Of course, Chun-Li, he cheats. He throws like this chalk in his eyes. Now, earlier in the film, they show that he was trained to not use his eyes to use his you know his ears and to feel things he caught fish without actually looking so of course that comes into play um some of the things i didn't like especially towards the end was the slow motion um fighting like van damme will just do his like ah and you'll just hear that ah last for like 30 seconds you know the the end fight was really slow uh you know, I would say maybe 50% of it was just normal fighting, but the other 50% was just the real slow motion action. Think Michael Bay Transformer style, but in a fighting way. The camera work was done really good. It's not that I don't like it, it's just I wish there was less of it. You know, really make it come into play after he is able to focus, since he can't see, you know, after he gets his stuff together. I just wish it would have been you know, used at that point versus throughout the whole entire fight. Overall, Frank obviously wins, takes out Chun-Li, and, uh, you know, he's officially, at this point, going on for the next five years until he retires, going to be the winner of the Kumite. Now, Frank never killed nobody. Chun-Li, prior to the fight with Frank, actually killed somebody, and... You know, the respect level obviously left at that point. The judges' backs actually were turned on him. Nobody, everybody stopped cheering for him. So Frank was always respectful. He never killed anybody, never broke legs or anything. He would just knock people out. So excellent, excellent movie. So overall, uh, I would just say the things that bugged me were... Uh, during the flashback scene of how he got trained, just the guy that plays Van Damme, he, that kid was just real annoying. I, I didn't like him at all. He was real stiff. His voice I just couldn't stand. Um, uh, I didn't like the the slow motion. There was just too much of it towards the end of the film. Um, most of the cheese factor, obviously not nearly as bad as Masters of the Universe. It's pretty toned down. Uh, really, overall, really, really good. So, uh, on my overall rating for the film, I would definitely give a high three and a half stars, uh, low four. And the reason why I wouldn't give anything higher than that is just because the movie is definitely aged. I mean, when you watch the movie, it's real, it's real grainy. You can tell it was very low budget, but it's still very watchable, very enjoyable, and it's a great piece, especially if you like Van Damme, to see how it all started for him in regards to this is the movie that made him famous. Kind of like Steven Seagal, once he hit Under Siege, that was like, that was his peak. And Bloodsport definitely wasn't Van Damme's peak, but that was the movie that got him known to get the future roles. And you could definitely see his progression. Now Van Damme, um, is he a bad actor? I mean, he's definitely no Leonardo DiCaprio, 
but I would say he's definitely better than Steven Seagal, you know. Um, Van Damme is very enjoyable. Uh, he, unfortunately, you know, personally, you know, I've read how he beats up his wife and stuff, and it, that's all hearsay. I try, when I watch him, I try not to think of anything personally about him. And I could say most of the time he tried to be different in the movies that he was in. He didn't try to be the same guy doing different you know, when he was in a movie, he wasn't playing the same guy he did before. He tried. Uh, sometimes he failed. But for the most part, um, Time Cop is really his peak. Now, Time Cop, I would actually give that hands down like four stars. No doubt about it. Time Cop is definitely a better movie than Bloodsport. But I like Bloodsport a little bit more than Time Cop because of, you know, the music and the nostalgia factor. And I really love martial arts. I mean, obviously, Karate Kid is my favorite movie. And, there, you know, Karate Kid is definitely not a martial arts movie. It's, a, you know, I've talked about this before. Um, when I, when I, I'll, talk, I'll get into my actual review of Karate Kid later on in the future. But Van Damme... I mean, the guy, his splits are another iconic thing that he does. Van Damme's movies really got me reinvigorated reinvigorated into the martial arts movies, you know. Uh, that's how I got into Brandon Lee. And, uh, you know, I started watching Bruce Lee movies and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed Bloodsport. I watched it all the time, especially with my friends, get together, hang out. Excellent, fun times. So it's not that Bloodsport is his best film. It's just my favorite because of the nostalgia factor. The martial arts is excellent. The martial arts is probably the best in, of any of Van Damme's movies. I mean, because, number one, you're not seeing Van Damme. You're seeing other people. Versus in the other movies, you're just going to see Van Damme whoop some butt. So, uh, like I said, Bloodsport, three and a half. Strong three and a half. Uh, no doubt about it. Time Cop, strong four stars. No doubt about it. So those are the two movies out of Van Damme that I would highly suggest that you watch. If you don't want to watch any other Van Damme movie, that's fine. Start off with Bloodsport, move the Time Cop, and just say you've watched the best of the best of Van Damme. So that's my review of Bloodsport. Uh, send in your thoughts to sweepdelaypodcastyahoo.com. Let me know uh, what you think of Bloodsport, uh, what your favorite Van Damme movie is. And uh, and that's about it, guys. Now, uh, next week, as I said, I'll be doing the Fright Night review. Uh, the next guy I'm going to be talking about will be uh, Mr. Schwarzenegger. And the movie that I'm picking uh, is Commando. Now, you're probably like, why are you picking Commando? Commando is good times. And I will totally get into why I love Commando the best of the Schwarzenegger films and what you know people would consider are the best of the Schwarzenegger films. But Commando is the movie that I'm going to be talking about next week. So if you like Commando, um, send in your thoughts as well on that. Now let's get into the music spotlight. Now, this is going to be some good times for me. And the reason why this is going to be good times for me is... Um, I don't know if you know this or not, if you're friends with me on Facebook, but you see I've been posting a lot about Teen Wolf. Now... I was very skeptical about Teen Wolf because, you know, it's a Michael J. Fox movie. Uh, pretty enjoyable, but it's definitely not a werewolf movie that if I want to watch a werewolf movie, I'm going to stick that in. Now, MTV said that they were doing their own thing on Teen Wolf. And, you know me, I'm a sucker for werewolves. So I said I would watch the first episode and give it a try. Now, the first episode was pretty decent. You know, the werewolf that they showed was only a couple seconds, but I was kind of enjoying where they were taking it. They were making it a more serious type. You know, the only thing they took were the names of the characters, but they were making its own thing. Kind of like Vampire Diaries, but as a werewolf kind of thing. Now, with the being an MTV show, obviously, um, the guy's got to be shirtless and you get the kissing. Now, that really took place in the first three or four episodes. So, by the fifth episode, the story started really progressing. I really started enjoying the characters. The whole shirt thing started to go away. The whole MTV type of TV show was going away. We were actually getting into a really good, uh, suspenseful, enjoyable um, TV show. And actually, some episodes were actually legitimately scary. I was really digging it. I really enjoyed it a lot. And um, I, I know the show is good because my wife's friend... 
um, said, I don't know if I want to check out Teen Wolf. It's on MTV. It's going to be lame. Yesterday she watched, or two days ago, she watched the whole entire marathon of it because they played it before the season finale. And she's like, I love this show. It's excellent. Now, um, is it my favorite show? No. I mean, I've already said before, Knight Rider is my all-time favorite show. You know, my favorite show is Supernatural followed by Burn Notice. Everything after that falls into place, you know. Um, I, I love Pretty Little Liars. If you don't like that show, you need to check it out. It's flipping awesome. And don't think it's a chick show because it's not a chick show, okay. It's got excellent writing. Uh, it's based on excellent books. It's a great show. Um, the Nine Lives of Chloe King is kind of like, reminds me a lot of Buffy. There's so much Buffy-esque type of uh, storytelling in there. Excellent show. I like Dumbest Criminals. I mean, there's so many shows I like. I definitely, you know, I love watching Supernatural shows, Celebrity Ghost Stories. You know, there's so many great shows out there that I just love to watch. But uh, Team Wolf uh, just had its season finale. And the cool thing with the season finale is it didn't, you could tell when they made it that they didn't know that they were getting to season two. It was probably one of the best season finales I've ever seen because, for the most part, it wraps up the whole entire season, just leaving one big thing open, which if they had a season two, they could continue on. But overall, if the show had ended, it would be an excellent uh, first season. Um, and I really, really flipped and enjoyed what they did. The werewolf looked awesome especially for an mtv show uh in the season finale they would punch you know the alpha which was introduced in supernatural what an alpha is when they talk about an alpha werewolf when they would punch him in the face his face would change into a werewolf and then back into a human i'm just like man for an mtv show they're spending a lot of money and it looks excellent so it got me thinking you know teen wolf i i, I like uh, Team Wolf 2, you know, it's kind of a train wreck with Jason Bateman. But one thing I remember about Team Wolf 2 is I love the song in that movie during the montage, which is called Who Do You Want to Be Today? And it's from a band called Oingo Boingo uh, back in the 80s, 90s. And uh, the lead singer would go on to be Danny Elfman, which if you know Danny Elfman, you know, Batman score. Uh, he's done a lot of lot of movie soundtrack scores. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you know, that kind of thing. And this song is actually is hilarious. I love it. Uh, I've looked all over for it. Uh, when I got older, I finally found it. And this song, even if you've never seen Teen Wolf 2, uh, this song is really cool. You can really just just jam to it. It's excellent. And it's just kind of dedicated to Teen Wolf and all you Teen Wolf fans out there. Don't let anybody tell you that the show sucks because it's excellent. So this is dedicated to you guys. Um, John from Philly, you're my boy. We love Team Wolf. It's all good. I hope you dig the season finale, sir. And uh, this is a music spotlight song, Who Do You Want to Be Today from Boingo Boingo. And you guys take care. I will see you next week when I talk some Fright Night. And then after that, I'll be talking some Commando. So you guys take care. Soon as out.
yourself in a 